It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Philadelphia. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Go Birds Podcast, episode number nine. Whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Omni Studios, or any podcasting listening device, the five star reviews do go a very long way to let everybody know where they can find the Go Birds Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitter.com at Go Birds. I'm John Barchard, and uh, there was a preseason game last night, which. A lot of Christian Hackenberg, a lot of interceptions, almost more rushing yards than passing yards. I'll have to look that up. Maybe uh, maybe he eclipsed that last night, but that was entertaining. So, obviously, Christian Hackenberg is not making the team or uh, or Joe Callahan. Quarterbacks are pretty much set. It's just up to uh, Doug now, who has to make a decision, and we're recording this on Friday, about Carson Wentz. And I I understand, and I, I probably read too much into it as every beat writer on earth disagreed with me, uh, disagreed with me when I tweeted it out last night. But um, you figure most of the time, if you're having your backup quarterback uh, out there for the fourth preseason game, that's usually uh, a not, it doesn't happen. Like you don't just see uh, Deshaun Kaiser, for instance, going to go play the fourth preseason game backing up Aaron Rodgers because. You don't want to lose your backup going into the season. That's just as important and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, Nate Sudfeld had played a lot. Doug addressed that in his press conference saying, hey, you know, this is don't read into this at all. This is just me uh, evaluating two other guys that I haven't been able to see yet. And that makes sense. So uh, I don't think that uh, besides all that, I don't think that there is. I think there's a small chance that Wentz goes, but I'm still sticking with what I said during the preview show. Uh, I, I really don't think he starts week one. And that doesn't that, – that never bothered any one of us, no matter what side you were on on this. Like, he's the quarterback for the next 10 years, and you want to stay healthy and whatever. But listen, at the end of the day, if he's cleared and he's good to go and he's there opening night, what an electric feeling that's going to be at Lincoln Financial Field. That's going to be fantastic if that happens. I know there's going to be some worry uh, if he does start week one because there's been a lot of back and forth. And just as Doug said, uh, one, he's got to be cleared, and we haven't gotten that – either uh, cleared for contact we haven't gotten word if that's happening yet and then a full week of practice so that would start basically today and uh you know uh it's funny that how we read so much into Doug's comments because Todd Bowles had basically said the same thing about Sam Darnold and they've been going through 
the mini version of what the Eagles went through in 2016. They trade Teddy Bridgewater. They're waiting to uh, announce who their starter is between McCown and him now, and they're playing coy. All of this, to me, whatever the decision is, it's been made, and they're not going to tell anybody just for purposes of, of uh, advantages over the Falcons. That's really it. That's all that's going on. I think the decision has been made, and I would still lean that Carson Wentz is not going to go. It was uh, an interesting night just to see Josh Adams to let him just get 10 to 15, whatever he ended up with. Maybe it was closer to 20 carries for uh, last night. Uh, I think he won himself a job. I Nothing he did was that impressive, but between game three and last night, just to kind of see what he can do. And the one thing that stood out to me, and I know it's playing against scrubs, but he's also going against scrubs and guys that are going to be bagging groceries and whatever. We know all the whole terms. There wasn't a lot of yards created on his own, which is something that I championed during the preview show of saying that's a guy that can, you know, can just run forward and go get you yards and is really tough. But I will say in the times that uh, there wasn't a ton of holes, he still created three, four extra yards just on his own in the pile, which is exactly what you want. And we all know that Wendell Smallwood can't do that. Um, a lot of people were actually suggesting that five running backs are going to end up being on this team, and I could I could honestly see that, at least to start the season and then make a maneuver after that, because as you guys know, uh, there was a lot of interest in Josh Adams once he clears waivers, so again, if the Eagles want to move on from him, um, they probably won't get him back on the practice squad, which at this point, when you're looking ahead into 2019, and we've gone through the contracts before, but you've got a guy that you can sit there and develop for the same price as Wendell Smallwood, except you're going to be able to do that for the next four years, including this season, uh, and uh, and going that route, which is, again, not going to get uh, preached into the choir if, <laughs> for everybody probably at this point about uh, Josh Adams being there. And it's so funny how this all started at OTAs, and uh, that was pretty much every Philadelphia Eagles fan's uh, choice for who is going to make that fourth running back position. And I don't think we've discussed enough that maybe they could end up keeping five. But, um, you know, if they end up hitting on two UDFA running backs that really contribute to this team in Corey Clement and Josh Adams, uh, I, I don't think you'll ever, ever, ever see them draft a running back in the first round or the first two days of the draft ever again if they can find that type of uh, of scouting. And granted, that depends on whether or not Joe Douglas is going to stay around, which doesn't really look like he is in the near future. But I would like to see Josh Adams uh, make this team. And even if that means Wendell Smallwood staying here and having carrying five running backs uh, for the uh, first couple of weeks of the season and then making a decision once Alshon Jeffrey comes back, which uh, also uh, official now that uh, he is day to day, and that's how they're going to label him. Uh, we will trust uh, Morton, the Mort Report, and Adam Schefter saying that uh, he's probably not going to be back till week three, which is fine uh, once again for that. Which is also apparently when Peter King thinks Carson Wentz is going to come back against Indianapolis, a weaker defense, something to just kind of get you into the flow of things. It's a good theory, uh, and we'll have to just kind of see what happens. To me, I think the only real job that was won last night was DeAndre Carter, despite the bad drop. I know that was there. But when you've seen him in training camp, and he came on late, too. I mean, he missed OTAs. He wasn't really around. I think he maybe early early August, late July, 
they signed him to kind of come in here and compete, and you're just going, okay, that's a nice camp body, whatever, and you're thinking that's just a guy that could push Shelton Gibson or uh, or Greg Ward Jr., which, by the way, please, someone get him a job. Get him a job in a wide receiving core that needs help. Like, take him to Carolina, please. Uh, he's going to excel at the wide receiver position uh, in his in his role. Like he made an incredible catch last night, and he's been developing and doing the same things ever since converting to quarterback just a year ago. Please get Greg Ward a job. But DeAndre Carter has made plays every single time in practice in uh, every preseason game that he's been in, and you see the speed and the burst, and I know that a lot of NFL coaches tend to go with experience, which is why you have Wheaton, you have Aiken, you have all that, and maybe there are just resting them up and – uh, and that's the way that they're going to go because I, I just I see a dynamic guy that you can switch in and out occasionally whenever if he's on the active roster, if he's on the 46, that can intertwine with Mike Wallace along with his special team abilities of you know the punt returning. Uh, I don't know if he did any kick returns, and now that I think of it, I don't think he has. Certainly a guy that I would try to put out there because between – him and Shelton Gibson, that's uh, that's a lot of speed and a lot of maneuverability. Um, I would like to see those two guys back there. But, again, Wheaton and Aiken have been doing that their entire careers, and they are certainly open to that challenge as well. But DeAndre Carter has made uh, a catch that at least by, I think it's 15-plus or 20-plus, at least one catch at 15 or 20-plus every preseason game that he's been there. Um, and, yeah, you take in competition, you take in all that, but – to me, I think he, I think he did win himself a spot last night, um, along with, and I don't even know if the spot was even up for debate. But you cannot now put Jordan Mailata anywhere but on the active roster, you know. And that's and, and again, part of not probably not part of the forty six, but probably been talked to death at this point. Can't put him on IR because he needs the reps, and you certainly. Can't just put him through waivers at this point because you're risking all of that work that Jeff Stoutland and uh, and the players and all the other tackles too, including uh, Jason Peters and Big V and Lane Johnson helping him out along the way. He mentioned that last night of what that kind of meant uh, in terms of getting uh, prep from a Hall of Famer and a Pro Bowl tackle and, and all that. I think Jordan Mailata is certainly going to be on the active roster, and that's pretty exciting. And I know people are trying to get to that point of – you know, uh, man, this this could be the replacement, and certainly I I think he can. I think the everything that he's done to this point shows you nothing but progress. So if you give him an entire year just to learn technique and learn technique and not worry about game speed and whatever and getting into that 2019, uh, you might surprise a lot of us because we're not really going to see him unless there's an emergency. I would assume, and we hope that that doesn't happen, but. I don't think you'll see him at all this season. And as James predicted on the last episode of, yeah, Jason Peters is playing 16 games and you're definitely not going to see him at all, which is the the best thing that the Eagles can do for him is to put him on the active roster, teach him uh, a continual growth through all these different steps, let Stoutland do his thing. And then I just keep imagining if they landed their next future left tackle on a guy that's never played football before in the seventh round, that's a little bit unprecedented. You know, I don't remember the last football player in general that had zero football experience that were to uh, come in and then 
make a roster and stick with the roster and then people suggesting maybe he can be the left tackle of the future. Like, that's insane to me. What an amazing hit if that happens. Because, I, I mean, we all jumped in after Big V and his terrible preseason game. Every single one of us went, well, it's time to circle the 2019 offensive tackle draft and that entire class, and let's just see what's out there, and we got to make sure that the Eagles go in their draft one. We all thought they would take care of that last year, and they didn't really. You know, I mean, you sign uh, you sign Matt Pryor, and they're using him as a, as a guard, um, but mainly just, just depth, right? So they, you know, and to be able to have that at least free yourself up a little bit where you're not forced into, all right, we got to take this guy in the first round at pick 32, obviously, and uh, and he's going to be our, our guy for the future. You don't really have to do that now. You can take a bunch of, you know, uh, I don't even want to say developmental guys, but guys that have that upside that are semi-NFL ready, that have the experience in second and third rounds and kind of judge it on that. Um, of course, we're all going to change our mind once you know, we uh, some some offensive tackle is going to get hyped somewhere in November, and we're going to be like, "Oh, this is what the Eagles should do," and uh, and whatever. But if uh, if Jordan Mailata ends up being just a, even a, even in the competition for the future left tackle taking over Jason Peters, that's going to be a pretty amazing hit by uh, Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman and the rest of the crew there. And for him too, that's the other part of this. It's I mean, coaching obviously. 1,000% matters. 1,000% matters. And that's why uh, Stoutland and everybody else are doing a great job. But if if you didn't have the right guy to mold it mentally, then we wouldn't even be talking about this. You know, I know his slide step looks incredibly weird, and it's almost like a big hop. And I noticed that last night, too, where I, I don't know the the proper techniques, but I can certainly see every time that he pops out and forces the pass rusher to go to the outside they it's almost like he doesn't continue riding out the pass rusher to get almost behind the quarterback you know he just kind of lets him through and that's where a lot of that pressures keeps coming from he you're and you're looking at and going like why aren't you continuing with that but at the same time that is a major improvement from uh, getting bull rushed and getting put on your butt going on the inside and falling for spin moves he goes okay i'm just going to control the environment that is outside of me because my hands are powerful enough that I can win there and I can just push people aside and give my quarterback a little more time and even you know third and four stringers were starting to figure that out uh, a little bit uh, later on towards like you know the fourth quarter or whatever but to recognize all that and to adapt that the way he has is incredible you know and I don't want to put too much hype on that because it's it's uh, people have huge expectations for the next year, but for a guy again that has never played football, that is picking it up this quickly, is also a huge credit to him, and not just the coaching staff. It's all it's all kind of together. But this is what's great about it, and we talked about it during the draft. If you have a guy that is coming in completely clean, that has no bad habits or good ones, you can show them exactly how you want them to play. Because sculpting this, and Lane Johnson was even asked this too, and I believe it was Bo Wolf that asked the question on, you know, if you could create any player right now and just uh, 70 of them and put them on the roster, who would it be? And and now that I remember, it was Bo Wolf, and Lane Johnson goes, I don't know, uh, 70 Jason Peters. 
And he goes, well, shit, maybe maybe seven Jordan Mailatas. 70 Jordan Mailatas. And you're going, yeah. Because if you could shape anybody and go, okay, we're going to teach this particular thing how to play football, you get a blank slate with that. And the most exciting thing right now in Jordan Mailata's game is a lot of, uh, you know, some of the inside zone that they were running last night, some of just the regular wham plays that they were doing where he's just crushing defensive linemen and then it's going into the defensive tackle and there's just this large pileup for a cutback for the running back or a small hole to kind of leak through. Like that is still to me the most mind-blowing part of all this is that he is incredibly powerful and his hands are incredibly powerful bald even violent hands as they were saying and if you develop that for one more year i can't wait to see what happens i really can't so i i'm i'm excited for his development i think deandre carter won himself a job last night um i believe that wendell smallwood still stays i'm gonna say that they keep five running backs again kind of for the same reason that uh, they don't want him to go through waivers, and he showed enough, I think, to be on uh, the roster, at least for the first couple of weeks. And this is the other thing, too, is it is incredibly quiet on Howie's side, and I don't know if that's because the roster is just where it's at and it's going to be great, and that's it, or if there are trades coming, small ones, big ones, uh, or whatever, because that's uh, that's been the the other interesting thing about the uh, the preseason and also just during training camp is how he's been extremely quiet. They've made some moves here and there. They've let some guys go. They've made some minor moves. Uh, Ironhead uh, Gallon got uh, got himself some action. The late addition to the Eagles and laid uh, laid uh, some whoopings down. Um, I, I thought Reeves and uh, Shandon Sullivan were really impressive last night. That was really cool to see. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of of cornerback depth because. Unfortunately, just in in a numbers game, those guys wouldn't be able to make the roster alone. Uh, you know, I think Bosby is in there as a lock. I think uh, the obvious three of Mills and Sidney Jones and uh, and Ronald Darby are going to be in there. Maddox is going to be there. Um, Rasul Douglas was the only other interesting thing that I saw happening last night. I think it's just because they didn't want to put out uh, more than they had to, and it was just uh, limited action. But was a little surprised that they did have Rasul Douglas playing in uh, the third and I believe the fourth quarter for a few snaps. But again, don't want to read too much into that. They probably just didn't want to uh, have these guys play a, an entire full game and give them rest there. But I uh, I don't know. That was that was one thing that I'm like, is there uh, a possibility that they would trade Razul Douglas and be okay with, you know, Maddox or whoever backing up uh, one of the outside corners or Sidney Jones or whatever would happen through there. So I want to keep my eye on that. I don't think it's likely, but again, it is a numbers game. And uh, if some of those guys ended up changing their mind about like, okay, we can make this move on Razul Douglas or whatever. But I don't I don't think so. You know, Corey Unland loves Razul. Uh, I still think they want and, and see, and, and everybody does. They still see uh, him turning into a, a great corner, and it's just his second year. Um, even, or it could be an Eric Rowe situation. We're all uh, overvaluing Razul Douglas because he is—he's a really great guy in the locker room, and he uh, talks a lot of shit on the field. That's—that's that's, you know uh, <laughs> one of the main reasons why we all love him going into there. So, um, uh, would love to hear your thoughts on on anything 
that you thought from uh, yesterday, whether it was Doug speaking or uh, some of the uh, some of the action that you saw last night, and whether you think that Josh Adams kind of solidified his role or not, but it is uh, it is just so awesome that we finally get to uh, just enjoy the Eagles going in to defend the Super Bowl and their title, and it starts in Atlanta Week One. I know that they've uh, got a ton of things planned. Uh, we do as well. Uh, so just be ready for all of that. So Saturday, tomorrow, is uh, our WIP show where uh, Elliot Shore Parks, congratulations and welcome aboard, sir, will be with us on uh, on his uh, debut for uh, Go Birds Radio. And then uh, Monday, I think, is going to be our overall preview show just to kind of give you a lay of the land because it's a little different um, and we want uh, to break everything down uh, going forward for Thursday night's opener, which we will be at the Jet Row lot. That is going to happen as well. So if you're going to the game, or if, even if you're not going to the game, come hang out with us, drink some Bud Lights, and uh, we'll all be there for our pregame show. Uh, more importantly, on Tuesday the 4th, Tuesday the 4th, so preview show on Monday. Tuesday is the pep rally, and that's at Paper Street Pub in Maniunk. Uh, well, the whole gang will be there. Uh, Ava Graham's going to be there. You have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the home opener against the Falcons on Thursday night at the Paper Street Pub in Maniunk. We're going to kick things off at 6 o'clock. There will be Swoops going to hang out, Eagles cheerleaders, Ava Graham, as I mentioned, and Eagles players will be there. We're not sure who's showing up yet, but they will be there for the pep rally. Uh, we're going to sit down and play some games with them, and uh, certainly they would like to hear from you, and it's a good chance to you know get autographs and shake hands and kiss babies and all that fun stuff. So that's on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure we'll do something Wednesday just to kind of get us going because uh, we are so excited for the season to start. We're so excited that you're with us again, and uh, you know Thursday's the game. We'll have a, a, a post-game show right after. We'll be live on WIP's Facebook page. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys, so make sure to follow us. All across the land at Go Birds Pod. You can follow me at John Barchard, 94WIPP.com slash Go Birds. And of course, give us a like on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash Go Birds WIP. That's going to do it for a quick edition of Go Birds Episode 9 right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio WIP. Go Birds. <laughs>